CFB Paint back for our week three preview. Now I'm going to make sure that we timestamp this video. We are recording this Monday, September 11th. Just kind of, we don't do this professionally. We would love to at some point, but right now it's a hobby. And so we've got to find time for it where we can. So looking ahead to the week. So there may not be uh, injury updates. Uh, point spreads might change between now and then. So keep that in mind as you're listening. This will likely be released, I think, Thursday, maybe Friday. But thanks for thanks for listening. Feel free to give us a like, subscribe to us on whatever uh, platform that you follow the podcast on. Really appreciate all the support we're getting. And yeah, hit us up on our socials. We can incorporate some of your thoughts into our programming. Let's jump into it. Week three. I- we looked at the slate, Corey. We said, like, you know what? If there if there's a week where you have to do some sort of home improvement project, or if you want to like visit a pumpkin patch or do some sort of fall activity, or if heaven forbid someone scheduled a wedding on that day, better be this day. Yeah, that <laughs> this would be the least damaging for sure, um, or at least at a, at a glance. And and it looks like get all of that out of the way because it looks like week four might be. Uh, uh, stay glued to the tube the entire day because it looks like that might be wall-to-wall really good games. But let's jump into it. We're going to preview a handful of games that we kind of picked throughout the weekend. Let's jump in. Navy at Memphis. The line's not favoring Memphis. Sorry, the line's 14 and a half favoring Memphis. Navy did not look impressive to me. They haven't quite figured out what... I mean, they're... It's, I'm clearly picking Memphis. Do they cover? Yeah, I think they cover. Um, I do too. It's at home, so. So minus 14 and a half, Memphis. I think so too. I think they've got some of their offense figured out finally under Ryan Sil- Silverfield as their head coach. Um, I, I think that's a, a pretty solid team. I, I, and I think that Navy will struggle defensively. So um, I, I like them to cover that spread. Um, with Navy's offense, I don't know if I would touch the point total. So my guess is that Memphis wins. Memphis, I think, will cover the, the, the two touchdowns plus the hook. Um, I, I, I don't know. Do we want to just like go point by point? I don't know. Some of these games I think we'll probably have more analysis on. These first few, perhaps not as much. Uh, Virginia and Maryland, I'll, I'll bite on this one. Uh, give me Maryland and the points. They're at home. 14 point favorite over Virginia. I think that's, that's, that's a sucker's bet. Like, come on. Of course they're going to score. They're going to outscore Virginia by two touchdowns. I think that that one's pretty easy. They struggled with Charlotte and I wouldn't say, I'd say Virginia and Charlotte might be comparable. <laughs> um, fair, fair. I, I just can't see it happening again to a, or not to a, his brother to, to what is it? To Luia? Talia. Talia. Uh, had two interceptions. Everyone calls him Talia, like he's like a Russian woman, which drives me crazy. Yeah. Talia. Yeah. He had one touchdown, two interceptions last week. I don't see him having a bad, as as hard a time. I think that they can get going back in the right direction. Uh, cover the fourteen. The fifteen and a half is interesting to me because you're looking at like if you do the math, that's what does it. It's a thirty-two to twenty. I can't do the math off the top of my head. A 32 to 18 game? Yeah, something like that. I, I, give me the under on that one. So, oh. oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I think I think there's a bounce back game from Maryland in that one. Um, 
here's an interesting one. Army at UTSA. Did you see the UTSA versus Texas State game? Yeah, they won that one. I saw highlights, but yeah, but it was really low scoring was the part that yeah. was really interesting. Uh, two teams that I, I think, you know, particularly Texas State, known for their offensive kind of explosion in week one against Baylor and, and their their head coach is, is an offensive coach by trade. And both of those teams like were in a slugfest. So uh, interesting. This one is uh, Army minus or excuse me, UTSA minus 11 against Army with a total of 46. I don't know if I have a play in this game. I think UTSA will win. If I'm if I'm a betting man, I would say Army probably covers. I think, but that one's one that's not going to be an official pick of mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at. I mean, how's Army been this year? Even they're one and one. They put 57 on Delaware State. Yeah, okay. Box score, or, or I'm gonna pull them up real quick. Who they, who's their win on week one? Um, sorry, I don't have it right in front of me either. Give me just a second. I can. Um, I just didn't know if you knew off the top of your head. I'm pulling it up right now. I don't right, not right off the top of my head. Uh, they lost to Louisiana Monroe, seventeen thirteen. So a little bit of dichotomy there. Uh, yeah. I think this UTSA team is going to be interesting to watch because they had they did lose their uh, offensive coordinator to uh, what Oregon. Um, yeah, that's where he's at. And so, like, they're they were in good shape, but like, where do they go? I mean, their quarterback's thrown for 423 yards and two touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, but they like need a little bit on the run with their running back covering, you know, 206 yards in the two games. So, give me a UTSA to win, Army to to cover this spread. Okay, that that going down on your actual card is like an official. I'm not betting any <laughs> actual money, so yeah, go put it out so, on my. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, we're still, we're sticking with Friday here. There's a, an additional game. This one is actually one that I, I will pay attention to Utah state at air force. Uh, these two teams often find themselves at the top of the mountain West in the last little bit. They've been pretty competitive teams. Uh, this one in Colorado Springs, uh, air force is a nine point favorite 47 point total. Uh, I like the Falcons. I like them a lot. Give me yeah, Falcons yeah. to win and to cover. Yeah, you you and Mark love you guys as uh, military schools. But no, the Air Force. I, I think I agree. I think I they're think, Utah State. Utah State struggled with. Uh, they lost to Iowa already earlier this year, and then they struggled with somebody else, didn't they? they yeah, they. Let's see. Let's get them in front of me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have it off the top of my head either. But yeah, give me a. Yeah. Oh, so they they beat Idaho State. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They beat Idaho State. Yeah. They clobbered them, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Still short week to prepare for the uh, uh, for the the triple option, and I think that they lost quite a bit of defenders out of the transfer portal that may yeah. have helped them in this game. I, I like the Falcons. Uh, I'm gonna go the opposite side. I'm gonna go Utah State to cover the points, not to win. All right. All right. Close game, close game for uh, who can get the, the early leg up in the Mountain West uh, in, in the conference race there. Um, I think these are mostly in order, so we're shifting now to the Saturday slate. They uh, are. Florida State at Boston College. Uh, Boston College is a 27.5-point underdog. 
Red handkerchief game, though. They always play that game tough. It's interesting that it's the red handkerchief game, but also being played at noon. Usually that's a night game, and I don't care who you are. You're terrified to go and play in Boston College during red bandana game. And this week, or this year, it's like during the week of 9-11. So it's, to me, is a little bit like, I, I think they should do it maybe closer to that day in uh, in memorial of, I know I'm going to forget his name, the the actual student. I'll, I'll pull that up. But yeah. um, what what do you think about this game? Where, where where do you see this one playing out? This Boston College team is not a good team. Like, they are a two, three win team at most, in my opinion. For, give me Florida State to cover. Give me Florida State to play 84 players in this game. There you go. They play they traveling with, but, I was gonna say, well, how many how many are traveling since this one's on the road? You mean everybody the, travels. <laughs> everyone that makes a travel roster. It, it's <laughs> Wells Crowther. Um, it, right. it was the uh, the Boston College student that obviously was a, a hero on on nine eleven. Uh, really, really awesome story. I uh, love how Boston College has kind of embraced that and made that part of their traditions for their football team. It was um, really cool. Yeah. Plus. Four touchdowns. I th- I think they're gonna do that. The one thing that makes me worried is maybe like a backdoor cover. If you end up seeing lots of Florida State players, you know, if you're going with the the fourth string QB, um, and you're playing them as early as the, I think you might, you, Boston College could end up scoring on on you know your third string defense a couple of times and maybe making it closer than it actually was. I, and honestly, give me the over too. I mean, fifty five points is not very much. Florida State might cover that themselves. All right. So, sorry, I'm going to get down that I'm taking FSU minus 27.5. Okay. Cool. The score they're guessing is like 42 to 15 or so. I don't know. If Florida State can score 45 on LSU, they're going to score more than that on Boston College. I don't care that it's on the road. I don't think Boston College will score 14, though. I think Boston's College call scores 10. Yeah, fair. So, All right. Again, kind of a weak slate, so we're going to kind of move rapid fire through the rest of these. Uh, Louisville-Indiana is a really interesting non-conference game. Uh, Louisville it, it had a, a kind of back-and-forth affair with Georgia Tech in Week 1, got right against Murray State 56 to nothing in Week 2. Uh, Indiana hung pretty tough with Ohio State for a good bit in that ball game, uh, and then beat Indiana State. You know, I think it was forty-five to seven, if memory serves me right, on the the final score there. So, forty-one to seven. I'm struggling. Forty-one to seven. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know exactly what Indiana is. I feel like I'm starting to get a good beat on what Louisville can be. Um, but Indiana played. I had an awesome defensive effort against Ohio State. Um, it's it's in Bloomington. I don't know if I might want to make a play against the spread, but I am going to take the under 54 points. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because so the, what they're saying right now is about like a 35-25 game. Or 30, yeah, 34-24 game. Ooh, yeah, the, the line at 10 is, is would be rough for me. I, I might take in the end to cover the line if I was going to do that. Um, the over/under, I have no idea on that one. I'm not jumping like that. Yeah. I like I'm, Indiana's defense. Away, actually, if I'm leaning away, I'd go over. But I think, yeah. I think these teams have the athletes to go do something. 
good enough. Yeah, well, my thought process is Indiana is not very good on offense, right? They're not going to score a ton of points. Um, but I think I like their defense. I think their defense, if it's not going to give up, but you know, but twenty-one points to Ohio State, do I think Louisville is going to get more? I don't like. I don't think Louisville is better at the wide receiver position. I don't think they're better at quarterback, even though Kyle McCord's kind of had had an up and down kind of rocky start to the to the season. That's that's the thought process there. Like. Think Louisville will probably cover the spread, but 54 points might be a little much. And and Indiana's defense is, is pretty salty. I was pretty impressed with how they played at Ohio State. Can they get that same kind of effort against Louisville? I, I think so. All right, this is a fun one. Um, just because uh, Penn State, Illinois, uh, Big Ten cross-division game at Illinois. Illinois has kind of had a, a really odd start to the season where they almost lost to Toledo and then made it interesting against Kansas, but lost still. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of everything that's going on there. Penn State traveling. Um, I think their first time away from Happy Valley this year, if memory serves me right. It is right. What's your take on this game? What? Uh, it could be a trap game, but I don't expect Penn State to, to fall on this one. Penn State struggled with West Virginia a little bit, but it's kind of like, are we getting like I think they're trying to like get it used to a new quarterback and kind of get see how things are going. Give me Penn State to win and cover. I'm I'm taking Penn State uh, against the spread as well, so give me that. I also think potentially they could run away from this game or run away from Illinois, and it could go over, but. I don't think that's my my choice, but it like it, I'm not calling that. Yeah. But it, if I had to choose uh, on the total there, I would think I think that game goes over. Um, I don't know if you had any other thoughts on that one. No, nah, the over under I have no idea because like you're looking at a I can't do my math, so what like a thirty a thirty two twenty one kind of game, a thirty two eighteen kind of game again. Yeah. Less. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think Luke Altmaier is going to be running for his life. Is yeah. is the thing, and, and he's going to be running for his life against athletes that he you know, that are faster than the ones that he's had to do that with in the in the first two weeks. So, uh, yeah. I, I, that's where I, I feel pretty confident. Even though Penn State first time on the road, Drew Aller first time starter on the road, I think they're going to be just fine. It's a noon game too, so it's not like it's going to be rough. <laughs> that's true. All right, more cowbell as. Uh, as we go to from uh, from Champaign, Illinois, to Stark Vegas in Mississippi, Mississippi State, the Bulldogs hosting LSU. Uh, they host as ten point underdogs as of this point. I don't know. If, what, what do you think about? What do you make of this game? I don't know what to make of LSU yet. I mean, you played Grambling, you kind of struggled at the beginning, and then then you finished them out like seventy three something, whatever else. So it was a little slow, um, but like. Can LSU get up to it, its potential? I mean, I think they could potentially uh, – they should beat this team by more than 10, in my opinion. But I think this probably gone – the line's probably gone lower since they lost to Florida State in such convincing fashion. Like, how really good is this team? Um, I think the issue is, is, like, can Mississippi State pass the ball against this, these defensive backs? Like, that's that's the issue, the thing to me. I would never touch this – if I was actually betting real money, I would never touch this with a 10-foot pole. Because I want to see what defensive back, what 
what LSU defensive backs really are like against a quarterback that isn't in the running for Heisman and potentially, you know, has two first rounders or two draftable wide receivers at the at the helm. I'm interested to see how it does against a normal, you know, power five team. So I would not. Yeah, take- this one's interesting to me because like. This opened as I think LSU plus seven and a or minus seven and a half, excuse me, and and then quickly got bet up to to about ten. So I I don't know what to make of of that. I think there may be a little bit of an overreaction to Mississippi State playing a close game against Arizona, um, but also Mississippi State was the beneficiary. Arizona had three ricocheted passes that were picked off. I think so. I don't know if you saw that game. That was a that was a, a an interesting game. Again, I've got kind of a soft spot in my heart for Arizona. Just like I think that Jed Fish is doing some things there, um, and, and especially if his players weren't being post right and left by USC, like they'd be well ahead of where they are. Yeah. But um, so I think that there's some of that in in the works here. Also, I think LSU knows that they need this win. Um, I mean, that's. You know the softest of soft factors, but I think the LSU game or the LSU season rather has turned the last two years on the Mississippi State game, which always seems to be the their first conference game. Um, if you'll remember the, uh, you know, in Orgeron's last season they lost to LSU or they lost to Mississippi State kind of in surprising fashion, and then last year they won this game. A lot of people were. You know, Mississippi State was a trendy upset pick in that game against LSU last year, um, and LSU ran away from them at the end of the year, or at the at the end of the game rather, and it really kind of was the springboard for LSU to kind of really have some traction during conference play. I, I'm right there with you. This is one that I I don't really want to touch because I I could see LSU running away with this game. I could also see you know them really struggling on the road. Uh, again, it's it's a unique environment there in Starkville, and and their defensive backs are pretty suspect. And Will Will Rogers is not a bad QB. Um, I, I'd be interested to see how their wide receivers match up, but I, I think this game could get squirrely. So, um, well, and also how you use Harold Perkins in that game. That's true. Yeah, you got you got to retool what what's what's going on there. So I, I'm not I'm I don't have a pick for this one. Like I'll just go on record saying I think I like Mississippi State to cover the ten and a half. I think, mm-hmm. but there's 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 a lot of variance in which way this one can go. This is to me one of the one of the more exciting games of the weekend, and it, and it kicks off. You know, it's a noon kick, so um, it'll it'll be a kind of a fun one to start the day. Um, we're gonna stay in the SEC, but we're gonna go to the East uh, and talk Kansas State, Missouri. Now this game was played last year and Kansas state ran all over Missouri, right? This was, it was not a close game. Um, now they have to return do the return trip to Columbia uh, and face the tigers. And currently to me, a little surprising Missouri is only a five and a half point dog. Um, Brandon cooks, like Brandon cook is their quarterback. He's looked okay. I mean, uh, but, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm K State. Give me the over. Give me the cover. You know, I think they run away with this weekend. I'm, I'm a big Will Howard fan. I think he is a good quarterback. And yeah. I think they're the running team. Like the, the running back. Uh, what's his name? Oh, I'm not Trayshawn Ward. The other. 
Yeah, Treshawn hasn't been getting the majority of the carries. I can't remember his name. Hang on, I'll get it. He's looked very impressive. I'm trying to think what his name is. Yeah, I, I've got it. Give me just one second here. His name is DJ Giddens. Yeah, DJ Giddens. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like Treshawn got majority of carries last week, but again, that was against Troy, but the week before that, he did not. Yeah, good, good one-two punch there. Again, across this over the season, both have 27 carries. DJ Giddens has 180 yards for a 6.7 yards per carry average. Treshawn Ward, 27 carries, 114 yards for 4.2 average. So, um, yeah, t- two pretty pretty solid backs. I yeah, the one thing that surprises me is just again the the line seems low to me like i figured that that spread would be further and so sometimes that gives me like it gives me like pause where it's like i I think maybe maybe someone knows something that i don't but i'm choosing this game i think kansas state will will win going away like i I think that they're they're going to be able to win this game by by at least i I think two scores so I, i think that they they end up winning by anywhere between 10 and 14 and, and with a potential to even kind of make that more lopsided. So I, I'm right there with you on that. I, I don't know if I'm going to join you on the over because they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah. Well, Howard, he might throw too. We never know. He threw for like 300 yards last That's week. That's true. That's true. So, um, let's see. And any other thoughts on that game? I, I love this one just from a, like a cross, like, uh, uh, for being a, a an out of conference game. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, one that I, I don't think. Daughter... Oh, so were you going to jump oh, yeah. on? No, the go one? ahead. No, I was just. Yeah, I was just going to say with with the same one with Kansas State and Missouri. It's like for being like relatively like close to one another in in location. I don't know how many times these two teams. I guess I guess they were in the Big Twelve together, but um, I guess yeah. So, so I guess, sorry, I'll, I'll walk that back, but it's just like, this was not a game that I remember being played a ton, so I'm kind of excited to see them uh, lace them up once again. I'm just interested to see another interconference game where the SEC takes a loss, which is kind of like, it's been a <laughs> lot this year. Yeah, it's kind of par for the course at this point. I think they're three, not... three and six in other Power 5 games right now. Wow, Yikes. that's insane. Yeah, not but, good. And your wins are against who? Like, Virginia, Tennessee beat Virginia. Uh, who else beat? Uh, who else did they beat? Auburn barely beat Cal. Oh, Auburn beat Cal. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember what the other one is. I, oh, now I'm gonna Mississippi State against Arizona. That's it. Yep. So yeah, not, not no no real victory to hang your hat on if you're the Southeastern Conference. Who did Arizona uh, State play last yet. week? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Oh, I knew there was another team that came over from there. So yeah. On the next one. South Carolina, Georgia, um, Gamecocks on the road with that offensive line and the crowd that will probably be at uh, Sanford Stadium. Um, Again, Sanford Stadium, I don't think is is like a house of horrors by any stretch, but like, you know, this is one of few opportunities that they're, they're going to be there to see like a a team that had some buzz going into the office, like, you know, outside of, Tennessee, which I, yeah, that one's on the road. Like, this might be the best home game that Georgia has. Is it? I have no idea off the top of my head. Let me let me just pull up their schedule real quick, because um, I think that's one of those things where it's like, all right, it may not be an awesome environment, or you wouldn't normally expect it, but they have 
yeah, this is going to be their best game at home. So they're home against South Carolina, home against UAB at Auburn, home against Kentucky at Vanderbilt, Florida at a neutral site, home against Missouri, uh, home against Ole Miss, so maybe that one, at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. So it's like, what other games are you getting up for if you're a Georgia fan that are at home? Like, At the same time, I got Georgia. you can get it at, at 1.30 in the afternoon, you know? How what? How drunk can you get before one thirty in the afternoon? So you you'd be surprised. Um, Steve, just Steve take some dedication there. Uh, I um, we're moving, past that. we're moving on past that. Um, I got Georgia. I got them covering. Uh, I can't even remember what the score of this game was last year, but it was not. They blasted them like I. I 27 is way too low. Give me the Bulldogs. I don't care if they've had slow starts on offense. They're get they'll get it rolling eventually. This one will be out of hand and, you know, midway through the third quarter, you're going to see uh the backups start to start to come into the game for Georgia. Give me South Carolina to cover and the over. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. I what are you seeing from South Carolina that gives you that kind of confidence? Not the offensive line, just the quarterback. I think Smith Rattler can, can dissect it enough that he might be have a chance to be successful there. So, All right. I feel like I missed one or two of my plays I'm writing them down so I can track this, but I'll okay, go back and listen to the episode. I guess. That's what I'll do. That's what I'll do. Another fun kind of out-of-conference matchup, Minnesota at North Carolina. Um, North Carolina, again, barely escaping App State. Uh, minus seven and a half is the line. Um, I mean, can Minnesota throw the football? Can Minnesota do anything in this game? That's mean, Steven. I'm asking. I didn't say they can. I oh. think they can. But oh, you think they can? I think they cannot. Sorry, okay. uh, I can't. They've had quarterbacks thrown for 313 yards in over two games and two interceptions, one touchdown. And now they have late lean on the run. Um, and they are two and zero, but it's against a Nebraska. Game. Yeah, which that, that was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Nebraska did everything they could to lose that, and then Eastern Michigan, where you didn't even score thirty points. Yeah, give me a uh, North Carolina to cover this pretty easily. What's the over under? Same forty nine. Yeah, anytime Nebraska is in, in a game or North Carolina is in a game, give me over over fifty. Oh, you're gonna take the over two. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I want to touch the total. I think, again, I think the the play style here may help dictate that that's a, a lower scoring affair. Um, here's an interesting one. Washington at Michigan State. We talked about this a little bit on our last episode where there's uh, maybe interest in this game just outside of football, just with, with Mel Tucker now being – suspended without pay and and you know kind of lots of rumors swirling and statements being put out uh what happens to michigan state like how do they rally the troops do they rally the troops yeah i would say they don't like there's there's nothing you can do to save this ship but so it was already headed in the wrong direction before this game before this happened it's going to be in the wrong direction i always am worried about west coast teams traveling east coast um, they just seem to struggle sometimes, but this is Washington team is not what I'm worried about. Um, and yeah, give me Washington to cover. So 16 points. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just, I, I just, I don't know if we ever actually said the number 16 oh, points, like, yeah, 58 no, point, no 58 that. point total. I'm, I'm pretty sure most of that's going to be Washington. Yeah. I am also on Washington to cover that game. Um, here, this is, uh, another one, Tennessee at Florida last year, uh, back and forth affair. Second half, Tennessee stretched out a little bit of a lead, but, Anthony Richardson with some late game heroics and, and some fortunate bounces gave them an opportunity to, uh, to heave a Hail Mary and try and win the game or try and force overtime. I can't remember exactly. I think it was, it must've been to like force overtime or maybe they were down seven. So if they score, you, you've got the option to either kick the extra point or go for two and go for the win. Um, it just feels like these two teams maybe have gone in opposite directions since that game, but Tennessee's looked a little vulnerable early this year um so they are touchdown favorites in the swamp with a total of 57 and a half i don't know how you see this game playing out um so i didn't want i'll be frank i didn't watch florida's last game did you watch it at all versus mcneese no yeah i'm gonna say florida cleans up their stuff and i'm gonna say they win this one I think this game is close. I, I agree with that. I, I don't know if I really want to pick the, against the spread. I will go that. I'm going to take the under in the oh, yeah, game. I definitely go that. I, I, I would lean that way. I'm not going to pick against the over-under. But I'm picking tech, Florida to win. Yeah, I, I think really the name of the game here is Florida is going to try and shorten the game. I, I think that that's going to be their method. Uh, they're kind of their MO for the rest of the season is control the game, run the ball. I mean, things that we've seen from Billy Napier, but I think it just has to have been further emphasized to them that they can't afford to go down too many scores. And so by shortening the game and limiting the number of possessions, uh, they're going to find themselves in tighter games just by virtue of uh, whoever they're playing against won't have enough possessions to really run away from them. Well, so I think that, that like, you're going to see that. Think about yeah, like, they played Utah – Utah scored a bunch of points early on, and then Florida's defense clamped down, um, and they didn't do anything in the second half. I'm wondering, is this the real Florida defense? Will the Florida defense keep them in the game here and then give them a chance to win? So, Yeah, I, I think so, I, and, and I could see it. It's, it's one of those ones where F- Florida needs a win in, in the worst way. I think you know the win against McNeese State doesn't erase the sour taste, and I, I feel like they're still kind of – the vibe I get around Florida fans right now is that they are still nervous about this year and, and that, you know, the team needs a boost. Uh, so I, I expect that to be a raucous environment that they're going to, that Tennessee is going to come into. Obviously it's a rivalry game, of course, but I think this is one where the entire Gator nation feels like whatever we can do to help pull out a win is going to, you know, they're, they're going to do so. Yeah. Um, it's a five o'clock game. People are plenty drunk. That's, there's some people that talk that Florida's during their heyday is one of the loudest stadiums they've ever been in. So, yeah, and it's an impressive facility. I remember going to it, and I remember saying, "Like, okay, this is a huge place." And I think just the structure, the architecture of it, allows it to be loud. It is a little bit more upright, yeah, than a few other stadiums that I've been to. So, like, it just contains that noise. I think a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, that that's one that again we talked about this being kind of a quiet week. This is this is one of the ones that. I will be tuning into to see uh, what Joe Milton 
Joe Milton shows up on the road. Um, is he the, the guy who's throwing passes, you know, eight feet over wide receivers' heads, or is he the one that was pretty dialed in in their bowl game last year against Clemson and looked pretty sharp? Uh, he's got a cannon of an arm. It's just unlocking it and being able to to consistently distribute the ball is is kind of the the name of the game there for for the Volunteers. Um, all right, BYU, Arkansas. Number one, just like just a fun clash of cultures. I was at this game last year and there were tons of Arkansas fans around, uh, not tons where we were sitting, but there somewhere. It's just like, man, they, it's, it makes me laugh just thinking about it. It's like, these are clearly just different. We come from different worlds, right? Like just, just totally different worlds. And, uh, and it, that's kind of how it played out on the, on the field too. Not a whole lot of defense played last year. I'm imagining we'll see a bit more this year. The point total kind of indicates that they expect a, a little bit more defense to be played this year than last year. KJ Jefferson's back. Um, and and BYU is a totally different team from last year and has maybe yet to impress really on the season. A 14-point, 14-0 win against Sam Houston. Uh, and so that, that wasn't maybe the most impressive game uh i think they won 41 10 at southern utah i'm not sure what to make of that but then arkansas has also struggled as well where you see like they only ended up winning i think 28 to 6 against kent state and that game was a one score game at halftime but this one's a wild card for me i don't know if you have any thoughts on this one so i'm excited to see it played out but i don't know what to think of it yeah we have a number of family members going to this game so they'll oh, yeah. enjoy it um, will they <laughs> I mean, they'll just enjoy being at the game. I feel like Arkansas oh. can win this game uh, easily, and I think they covered the 10. But, yeah, what do you make of these two teams? KJ Jefferson's going for 382 yards across two games for five touchdowns, but they haven't really ran the ball very much. And so it's like, what are they going to do? Uh, give, give me give me Arkansas to cover. Yeah, I, I think that's where I lean to. Um, it's – to me, is just a question of, okay, how long can BYU's run defense hold up? I think that they are they're, they're, they're decent at certain areas. Like, I like them at linebacker. I, I don't love the defensive line. Um, and, and that, to me, is the problem. Is like, if you can, if your defensive line, it doesn't even have to, like, push, like, reset the line of scrimmage in the backfield. It just needs to keep your linebackers clean so that they can make plays because you've got a couple of really good ones. Um, I, I just have a hard time seeing it. I was there at the game last year, like I mentioned, and Arkansas just had athletes that BYU didn't. And so I think I'm also with you on BYU, or, or excuse me, Arkansas to cover. Um, but this is another one where I could just see this, I could see this being a really ugly game and BYU getting in a field goal fest with, Arkansas. If if it's a field position game, Ryan Rico, the BYU punter, is an absolute weapon. Like I don't know if you've seen what that guy can do. He is insane. He's an awesome punter, and it's you know when you're bragging about your punter, that probably means your football team isn't very good. So sorry to those that you know that are a fan of that team. But uh, if it becomes that type of a game where it's that close and there's lots of and it's a defensive slugfest. I, I may give the edge to them winning the field position battle, 
but again, I, I'm not going down with an official pick on this, but I think I lean toward Arkansas covering because they uh, just just have, I think, the horses. All right, let's move on. We got uh, just a couple others that we want to pick. Uh, in the, like, I guess maybe what would we call this? The Like the Disappointments Bowl or something like that. Um, we've got TCU traveling on the road to, to play Houston. Uh, and they are traveling and they are a seven and a half point favorite uh, against the Cougars. I, even this one, like... I, I, this feels like it should be a layup for TCU, but I, but I just don't know. Like, you know, they, they haven't done anything that really has impressed me, but Houston's looked especially poor. So what, what, what do I make of this? I mean, TCU put up 42 against Colorado. They were just outscored 45, 42 by something that nobody knew what to expect. With. I mean, you can go look at the Kent state. True. Uh, sorry. The Kent state, Sean Lewis from Kent state, right? Yeah. You can go look at the Kent state, uh, film, but you're not going to get exactly what's going on here. And then they put up 41 against Nicholas... Nichols, I don't even know what that Nichols State, yeah. Um, so I expect them to be able to outscore Rice. I expect you probably win by uh, I, I, 7 would be the line, I would guess. Um, I'm going to take just this hair of that over. Or sorry, sorry, just have them cover for a little bit, so maybe they could win by 10, but um, give me the over on that. 62? I think this is probably going to be like a 42-32 kind of game. 42-35 kind of game. Yeah, I don't think there'll be a whole lot of defense being played. That's a good point. Um, so I, I think I'm going to join you there. I'm going to just pick it back. It wasn't on like my card. It's like, yes, I'm definitely going to play this, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take that one with you. Get, give me the, the, the over on the point total. I mean, both teams, their average yardage allowed is 400 and, plus yards and they just they both won one game and lost one game so it's like you're yeah. on 400 yards even in wins that you're kind of going through so. all right the last one i think this one's probably a pretty clear well well hi all right well maybe before i tip my hand too much colorado state at colorado the rocky mountain showdown i believe is the name of that rivalry um yeah, we all know Steve's, Steve's going to pick Colorado State to cover because they're such a great team. Now, I think we're both on the board that Colorado is going to dominate this game. ESPN's just going there to have fun um, because it's it's going to they get to go be part of the Dion show. And well, I mean, where where else are you going to go, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, I guess like LSU at Mississippi State maybe was a candidate, but LSU lost. Florida at Tennessee maybe was a candidate, but Florida lost. Like the SEC didn't hold up its end of the bargain. Yep. So um, I don't know where else you would go. And it's one of the few times that they can take a, they can take a, do they have that game on, on TV or does Fox have it? Oh, let's take a look. I'm not sure. They might be able to take that game because they have it on their screen. Cause normally. Yeah. Our, it's an ESPN game. Yeah. So normally Colorado plays on Fox. And so it makes sense to, to go there when you can. Yeah, and do it early in the season while Colorado's still undefeated. I think, you know, after that, they've got Oregon and USC back-to-back. So uh, I think they might lose a little bit of their luster. I, I, I suspect that they might, you know, drop a couple games. Again, not that's not me throwing shade. I think that they're well ahead of where they ought to be. But 
Uh, yeah, give me Colorado to cover the 22.5. I think they've just got athletes that Colorado State does not. And uh, that one, to me, I feel, feels like a pretty pretty safe play. So, you have all our tallies up, Steve, for this game? Um, I, I don't have all of yours, sorry. No, no worries. I was keeping what track we should do is we own. should get the tallies out, and we'll actually try and do it for next week. And say, all right, this is how yeah, we do it. Yeah, no, I'll even compile this once I listen to it and, and put it somewhere so that, yeah, so that listeners can at least keep track and see, like, how bad is Steve losing after a week that he had, uh, you know, a big time heater? How how does he how how bad does he crash and burn on the second week here? Um, already, I'm looking at some. I'm like, oh, I don't do I, do I really think that? Um, but I'm sticking with <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns. You, you you always make poor decisions. I don't know. Sometimes my impulse decisions are pretty poor too. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap it up again. This week seems a little light on on like marquee matchups, but sometimes it's these weeks that end up being like, man, it's wild. There's a bunch of like crazy upsets, really tight games. So I remember, I think it was just last year where it was week two, if memory serves me right, where we kind of went into the week saying like, yeah, it seems like it's kind of going to be a sleepy week. And all of a sudden you had all kinds of madness happening. So uh I'm not sleeping on any week. It's going to be one thing where it's like always pay attention to it. But again, if there's a few things that you got to do around the house or something, this might be your, your time to do it, but, uh, but stay close to your phone. Yeah. Pray, um, pray to the upset gods that things happen and get crazy. There you go. There the you go. About this is like, you don't have any major teams playing as many minor teams. So you maybe have like more mid thing, like, Oh, that team being that team. I didn't expect that. You know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to see. It'll be fun. Looking forward to another week. Again, feel free to like and comment and subscribe uh, or, or follow, you know, on the various social platforms. Tell us where we're wrong. Yeah. Feel free to jump in. Let us let us know your predictions of how poorly our picks are going to go or how well they're going to go. If you're on board with us, uh, really excited to see this moving forward. But um, appreciate all the support. And we will see you for our week three review next week.